Uh, hey, it's me, Ben, from this podcast. Um, happy play, April. Hope you're doing well. Uh, I just wanted to say that um, in this episode, I, I ask for if anyone remembers a specific thing I'm talking about from a specific episode, and Theo volunteers that it's from uh, an episode, and I say that that's what it is, but actually, uh, we were we were both wrong. Um, the thing I'm talking about was actually about mimes, and it was in episode 194, Willem Tell. I uh, hope that clears things up. Hope you're okay. Um, enjoy the episode. Happy play, April. In a way, the most striking thing about Pregnageddon, as it's come to be known, is its mundanity. In the face of the absurdity of our conundrum, life mostly went on as pregnant bus drivers delivered pregnant passengers to their destinations. Pregnant teachers pointed to mathematical equations written on whiteboards while pregnant school children yawned in their seats. <laughs> my, <clears throat> my name is Theo Ferron, and I guess you could call me a pencil pusher or a paper oh, shuffler for the government. <laughs> It's just that these days, many of these papers are trying to make sense of just what we could do about a world in which seemingly every man, woman, and child is permanently pregnant. <laughs> Uh, I'm here with my estranged wife, Lucy, on a desperate mission, but I don't know that yet. For now, Lucy, welcome. What a strange and pregnant world we find ourselves in. I'm pregnant. And, uh, We're all pregnant. I see that you're pregnant. Congratulations, firstly. Thank you, Thank you so much. <laughs> we are all glowing. We are. Everyone's skin looks fantastic. I'll say that. <laughs> Sleeping like shit, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also here with my dear friend, the owner of this beautiful house that we find ourselves in, ex-cartoonist and now cannabis dealer, it's Ben. Ben, thank you so much for hosting us and providing us with this ganja. Yeah, you know. Uh, it's all, I reckon it's, all, it's just what we need right now. Yeah, um, why don't you cough? Just cough for me. <coughs> what do you taste? Uh, blueberries. Yeah, that's right. It's blueberry cough. <laughs> and I'm pregnant, by the way. <laughs> You dumb motherfucker. You woke up today (laughs) and you were like, reverse children of mid. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So everybody's pregnant. The crisis that the world is facing is that nobody is not pregnant. Well, but they're perpetually pregnant. Are we Everybody's per- permanently pregnant? Wait, so that means you have the exact same problem as it's posed the same to children problem. of men. Yeah, it's the same, except everyone is just visibly they have a baby bump. <laughs> so it's not reverse children of men. This is children of men plus everyone has a baby bump. <laughs> children of men, but everyone needs to pee more frequently. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's that voice? Suddenly, the air in the room goes still. A complete hush falls over us as the most unlikely thing in this world has entered the scene. Is it? Could it be? It appears to be the only unpregnant person in the entire world. It's returning guest. And now someone I need to apologise to, it's Phoebe Paradise. Welcome back, Phoebe. (laughs) 
Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I can say. <laughs> I, I, it's it's really frustrating that everyone in this world knows that I am the only person that isn't pregnant because I can no longer cover up the fact that I'd need to pee every five minutes yeah. just on the basis that I have a tiny bladder, not that I'm pregnant. Yeah. Has anyone ever heard the song Ruby Tuesday by yeah. any chance? <laughs> I feel like listening to that right now. I noticed that you were drinking some wine with dinner, Phoebe. Do you have anything to... <laughs> So am I. Are you possibly not pregnant? <laughs> well, you Look, can have one glass of wine. It. It's not so bad. We're all yeah. doing it. What do doctors know, you know? <sighs> yeah. Well, okay. So I've uh, had enough of this I pregnant woman your, judgment. <laughs> question. Just your question, Ben. Uh, yeah. About half an hour ago, the word pregno, <laughs> pregnageddon came unbidden <laughs> into my mind. <laughs> At this point, I immediately opened Discord and I wrote, does anyone, anybody have an intro? Oh, you dumb motherfucker. I'm going to say that a third time. You never throw... Did someone suggest reverse children of men? No. Oh, yeah. I would have said I'm a pregnant. Oh, now that's good. Mm, Okay. But, you know, it's easier easier to punch something up than it is to invent something from whole cloth. But let's get back to the important thing. All right, (laughs) so the problem is that everyone is pregnant, um, and they have been for, what, like 17, 18 years? I think so, yeah. How old was baby Diego... The last non-pregnant person. Wait, no, hang on. Okay, so... Are the babies <laughs> growing inside the bellies of these people? Or are Is they everyone... staying... <laughs> are we They're... medium pregnant or are we, like, super pregnant? Uh, medium pregnant, I reckon. Just about second, in between. Second trimester, otherwise no one would get anything done. That's true. Okay. <laughs> so, in Children of Men... Yeah. Uh, Possibly my... F- one of my favourite movies, if not... So you would have seen it a couple of times. So yeah. you can answer. I have some children, men specific questions. Is yeah. it that baby people just stop being fertile? All that? No, it was all stillbirths. Like people, pregnancies just stopped being successful, right? And then people stop being fertile. Yeah, I think so. Whereas in the book, it was because um, men had stopped being fertile. Yeah, right. But so I'm just trying to in the I'm a pregnant, pregnant, yeah, yeah, pregnant situation. Is it that everyone, say you're 35 and the thing happened 18 years ago, did you suddenly become pregnant at the age of 17 or were you born already pregnant and it's just that the previous generation that weren't born pregnant has started dying out? No, no. Everybody got pregnant at the same time. Okay. that yeah. So pregnant in a sense was one day and then a continuing phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. Sort of the tail off. <laughs> It's hard to put into words Theo's expression while, while explaining and justifying this scenario. He was remarkably unstressed about it from our being grilled about the phenomenon that is Pregageddon. Yeah. You know, there are other kinds of phenomenon. Mm. Sometimes those phenomenon are documented in the English tabloids. It's time for tabloid phenomenon. Headed man destroys church. This is a story that comes to us from the Daily Record. Dad forced to live on diet of Easter eggs has scoffed over 200 in 2023. I love Great Britain. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect country. Now, just from my basic medical understanding of the human body, 
Yeah. Mm. There is no dietary condition in the world that would force you to live on a diet of Easter eggs. So the heading does seem to imply it's being done by a person. <laughs> <laughs> or circumstances. Yeah. Like, that's the only food that he's got available to him oh, in his house, which is locked in. The yeah. Tesco's are selling, you yeah. know? Yeah. This is the average British male. I don't so, know yeah. what your concerns are about this. Yeah. Give him a big sherbet lollipop as well and he's <laughs> <Yeah>. set. <laughs> a little sailor's outfit. <laughs> and curly many, hair. How many and days into the year are we? <laughs> We're like 100 days in and he's yeah. eating 200 eggs. So he's that's, eating two eggs a day. That's not that many. That's not that crazy. You're talking like Cadbury cream eggs. Are we getting some like Anyone should eat there, two eggs just, a day. Eight? Even yeah, the big specify. ones, even the big thin ones, two of those in a day, not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Doctors actually recommend that you have those. Yeah. <laughs> Meet the dad who was forced to live on a diet of Easter eggs and has already eaten more than 200 this year. Ashley Keane, 30, says he can only digest chocolate, mashed potato, Yorkshire pudding and fruit, <sighs> but he's yet to understand why. What a <laughs> load of shit. <laughs> Is this what he's telling his wife? Like, <laughs> No. Like, mashed potato has, like, two ingredients, mm. one of which is potato. So yeah. if you can eat mashed potato, you can probably you could just eat, eat potato potatoes. in any form. Yeah. Yorkshire pudding, it's like flour, eggs, and milk, which is, like, the primary ingredients in, like, a million foods. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can have... Chief of which is bread. You can have gelato. <laughs> Sorbet. Is this, is this gelato. a case of that classic old joke where... Uh, a man goes to a doctor and he's like, doctor, doctor, every part of my body hurts. I think I've broken every bone in my body. Yeah. I touch my shoulder, it's broken. Touch my knee, it's broken. It hurts. And then it turns out his finger's broken. Is it not <laughs> that he can't eat these foods, any other foods? Is it just that this man has like rotten, fucked up teeth and can't eat food because he's like in pain? Maybe. Or it's like mm. when you eat a vegetable and you haven't eaten a vegetable in a long time. Oh, and then, you're Jordan Peterson yourself. Yeah, your exactly. And you have your body gives you like mega diarrhea because it has yeah, no yeah. idea what's happening. Also, like, yeah. this is a really fucked up list except for fruit. Yeah, otherwise it's your mm. standard British diet from yeah. what I've seen online. <laughs> he like, sounds like he's eating better than most English people. <laughs> uh, I've never a seen chocolate. a Brit eat any vegetable but a pea. Yeah, never seen them a single have one. a, a banana like or a tomato in their life. Oh, no, no. they like tomato. Don't they? That's the one other thing they have. Oh, yeah, tomatoes at breakfast, peas for dinner. hot, yeah. Horrifying. He <laughs> uh, can only digest chocolate, mashed potato, Yorkshire puddings and fruit, uh, but from January to April each year, he gorges on Easter eats, East, sorry, Easter treats at a cost of hundreds of pounds. <laughs> this story is unwinding at a rapid pace. Yeah. That's... Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's logically sound. It's not internally consistent like no. Pregageddon. No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't stopped thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you find yourself pregnant with the thought. <laughs> Ashley, a sales assistant from Castleford, West Yorkshire, reckons he eats between three and six eggs a day. Again, ch chocolate, Easter eggs, not regular eggs. You can't drop that detail. <laughs> Uh, but he admits he does get sick of them and wishes he could eat a normal diet. Wishes? The dad of two, wait, yeah, it's out of his control. He can't. The dad of two says his strange habits started when he was a baby and have continued into adult life. He has been to see the doctor about it, but was told everything was, quote, normal, oh leading God. him to think it could be psychological. Now, wow. 
you might, as a listener, right now be compelled to tell us that this man is perhaps on the spectrum and has some uh, food issues around that, at which point I'm telling you, don't. That's not yeah, very funny. It's That's not a funny explanation being to this a little Being a little baby syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> he has precious little fancy lad syndrome, unfortunately. <laughs> so just to, to qualify, like he, he's saying that he can't eat it because his body won't process it. Is that it? Like but then he he's just saying he doesn't it's psychological. Yucky. He yeah. does. Yeah, he has a little explanation further on. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Ashley said, quote, My diet is quite boring and not something I enjoy. I can't have meals with my two kids, so we can't go out for family meals and stuff like that. It's massively frustrating, especially at Christmas. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. You can have Yorkshire pudding at Christmas. Little mashed potato. Yeah. Actually, Christmas seems ideal. A little fruit Yeah, perfect. Fruit. Uh, From the start of January through to April, I eat over 250 Easter eggs. Okay. But, and also, you don't, that's not like something that you could talk about as if it's food. You're not getting any sustenance from an Easter egg. Well, it's funny that you say that. Yeah, okay. Uh, it averages out between three and six days, depending on how hungry I get. It's like the best part of the year for me. My dude, they don't really go off. Yeah. The Easter yeah. chocolate is good for a couple of years. You just you've buy got some. The, you've clearly got stuff the stuff on the outside. Oh, yeah, which I think is flavor building up on it. Mm. You keep that in the freezer, actually. It'll be fine. Mm. Ashley says that he threw up every time he tried new food as a baby. Babies throw up for fucking anything. They no. love it. Have you ever met a baby? No, it's because he has no, a unique condition that made him throw up as a baby. There's no, there's no babies left. But back when there were babies, you remember that they throw up all the time. So oh, his yeah, parents done like four times today. feeding him anything but Easter eggs and Yorkshire puddings Don't because of this. I'm assuming. Don't give a baby an Easter egg. <laughs> Don't give the child what they want. They'll say <laughs> fucking anything. <laughs> Yeah. Why would you believe hey, a child that told you, oh, I can only eat chocolate, actually? Oh, fair yeah. enough, oh, my three-year-old I, son. I'm pretty sure yeah. I pulled this on my parents as well when, as soon as I was able to talk. <laughs> like, I only can eat my favourite food. Yeah. Don't take try your, anything take else. Take your hand right now, the listener, and kind of put it at waist height. That's as far as a baby can reach. And so all you need to do is gather all of those things and put them anywhere higher than that in the universe. Yeah. And then they don't get eggs. Yeah, mm. you're sort of the master of whether or not your child has Easter eggs. Yeah, you get to decide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's now developed a severe aversion to trying new foods due to the fear he will again be sick, like when he was a baby. Uh, despite visiting numerous doctors over the years, no one has been able to identify the issue. Ashley says he has even requested a full-body MOT. Does anyone know what that oh, stands yeah, he for? Wants, he wants that full-body no. mod. Yeah, he wants that mott. He's out there getting modded by several doctors. Uh, expecting that his diet had left him with health problems. But all his results came back showing full health. One possible diagnosis is avoidance slash restrictive food intake disorder, Ashley says. A condition characterized by the person avoiding certain foods or types of food. Which, yep, fair enough. That does kind of sound like what he has. So far this year, he has eaten 208 Easter eggs since January, spending around 330 pounds on the sweet treats. Now he says his dietary restrictions have left him depressed and searching for support or help. Ashley said, quote, It's getting to the point where it's coming towards Easter. 
and I've had them for past nearly four months. I'm getting quite sick of them. On the outside, I look like a normal 30-year-old. It's depressing, but it's something I've always lived with. That is incredible that he's actually managed to... L- he's he's surviving. Yeah. He's alive. Yeah. Also, what did he expect? I want him to thrive, though. <laughs> what would... Like, like the many. <laughs> what's the physical <laughs> manifestation of this that he expected would be there? That, like, people would look at him and be like, oh, my God, that guy only yeah. eats three to six Easter eggs a day. <laughs> also, doesn't the diagnosis of him being avoidant to certain foods kind of remove the use of the word can't in the headline? Yeah. <laughs> it's not that he can't, it's that he, he just won't. He doesn't he want to he psychologically. Yeah. yeah. But also that kind of makes it sound like it's not a mystery either, which this article also makes Seems several pretty straightforward. About. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, quote, the amount of chocolate I eat isn't normal, yet I'm not diametic or anything. How is everything fine? A lot of people say, if you only eat chocolate, why aren't you the size of a house? I requested a full MOT from the doctors a few years ago because I thought, surely I can't be perfectly fine. I did all the tests and they said all my levels were perfect. I'm not buying that. Maybe he has cracked the code. Yeah. They haven't invented a scanner for big bitch baby disease yet. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't show up on the MOT. (laughs) So MOT is measurements, observations, and tests, according to the UK. Just like blood tests? So full bloods and Mm. et cetera. But his levels are perfect. Yeah. He's basically a super soldier for meeting chocolate eggs. Uh, Quote, there's no meat, veg, or takeaways. I love mash, but don't eat chips or jacket potatoes. Okay, it's so fucked that's up. The a, potatoes a out. Jacket potatoes the same. It's the same potato inside. Odd mm. list of food types, though. Yeah. Meat, vegetables, and takeaways. Yeah, that's the British food pyramid. <laughs> the food pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> Meat, veg, takeaways. <laughs> I've tried different foods over the years to try and change my diet, but now it's the fear of being sick. I hate being sick and don't want to put myself through that. Before I had kids, I couldn't stand the smell of food or touching food. But since having kids, I can cook food for them and my partner. It does frustrate me that I can't go out with them and have a meal. If we go out for a meal, I'll just sit and have a couple of drinks. It's frustrating because where do I go from here? It's getting the point where it's my diet and I have to accept it. Oh, I can recommend where to go, like to therapy. Like yeah. I feel like it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> no, no, no. You go to the papers. Yeah. You go to the Daily Straight Observer. to the papers. If this was an episode of House... This would be foreshadowing for a guy that's getting slowly poisoned by his wife that hates him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's not he's not Everything allergic to eat uh, throw up. It also tastes like a teaspoon of bleach every <laughs> single thing that I eat and the only thing I can eat comes in these pre pre-packaged easter eggs before my wife can get to them. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god, that's pretty good actually. Yeah, that'd be great. God damn. I also see this one as an episode of Scrubs where everyone's making fun of him being like, oh, you're a, you're a big baby and you just, you're choosing not to eat it. You're not really sick. But then it turns out he has a specific type of brain cancer that means he can only eat Easter eggs yeah. and they learn a lesson yeah. about yeah. listening. What lesson are we learning? Egg on our face. And he's played by Richard Kind. Shit. This sounds like this guy's going through a pretty big struggle. Life can be a trip sometimes. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's time for the tripping report. I'm like itching for another edition of the Trippin' Report. Jesus. Yeah, it's something. 
Uh, this is the segment, of course, as everyone knows, where we read through trip reports that have been typed up by recreational drug users and put into the AeroWid Experience Vault. Um, this one is from a user with the username Carlos, posted on April 4th, 2023, with the title Shattered Reality. Here we go. On this particular night, we had a goodie bag to be shared by three containing a gram of cocaine, a gram of uh, salvia times 20 extract, 20 bottles of Beck lager, and two Valiums, just in case. <laughs> just in case of what? <laughs> the beer doesn't work. Why'd you specify the beer brand? Yeah, that was very odd. I Poor don't think that's going to... Oh, Only two Beck... Valium? <laughs> it's written Beck larger, actually, with mm. a two R's. Mm. Interesting. Uh, anyway, we went to my friend's house, cracked open a few beers and prepared for the worst. Once we built up the courage, we filled the bong and I took the bong, inhaled, held in for as long as I could, sat down and then said goodbye to this world. I can't remember much of what happened. and What I do remember is impossible to account. This, is, this precedes him giving a full account of what happened. <laughs> this is an odd sentence to use. First, for no reason whatsoever, I started laughing uncontrollably. The no next thing I recall whatsoever. was being, except for the huge amount of drugs I'd just ingested. It's just the weed I had. The next thing I recall was being on the floor trying to crawl through what I can only describe as a shattered reality. As I had totally forgotten I'd smoked the salvia, I thought this was my reality. But somewhere deep at the back of my mind, I knew something wasn't right. So all my thoughts and will became bent on leaving this place. So as I was still on the floor, I tried to stand up. And then from nowhere, someone grabbed me by the back of the head and pushed me back down. I tried to look up to see who this bastard was, but as the room was totally distorted, I couldn't make him slash her slash it out. Then it started to speak, repeating the same sentence over and over. I couldn't make out the first part of the sentence, but the last words were, quote, to the minus seven. <laughs> this seemed to last for an eternity, crawling and crawling, but whenever I seemed to make any progress, the hand would come again and push me back down. <laughs> oh no, he's been babified. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after what felt like a lifetime, the pieces of reality began to merge back together, and I remember seeing the couch and thinking, this is my chance to leave this place, and I leapt onto it, as a wave of utter relief washed over me as I realised I was back in the room. I looked at my friends for confirmation. Am I back? I asked. They laughed and replied, you don't look it. <laughs> I then began to examine the room, but things didn't seem real. I was very disoriented, and through all the commotion, I'd pushed the one-seater couch halfway into the kitchen. <laughs> Great it's probably all that salvia, dude. <laughs> Imagine watching your friend do this and just not intervening. <laughs> or just pushing the back of his head every time he started just yelling. Just making him keep doing it. Getting a little too close to that couch again. He's almost yeah. in the kitchen. <laughs> he probably can't even tell we're pushing his head down, so he's probably fine. <laughs> Uh, I pushed the one-seater couch halfway into the kitchen. The house is open plan. So the room seemed to be split in two. And the thought occurred that maybe when the pieces of reality had merged, the last two pieces hadn't, and I was torn between two realities. I decided the best thing to do would be to take a walk around the room to make sure that this wasn't true. But I was glued to the chair. The gravity had become very heavy and I was unable to move. I was swinging my arms and kicking my legs just to make sure they weren't, in fact, glued down. This caught my friend's attention. Again, great mental image. Uh -huh. Guy just sitting in an easy chair, just, like, throwing his limbs all over the place. Flailing. <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> Reality. 
<laughs> are you back? They asked. God, I hope so, I replied. <laughs> After another minute or so, my motor skills returned and I managed to get to my feet. And as soon as I did, I was truly back. I was still very spaced out, so I took a line of coke to regain alertness. Yeah. And to be honest, Great because idea. I was scared shitless. That's smart. That's so the smart. The coke really helped. See, it is medicinal. Yeah. This is the account from my friends. I slid from the couch like a worm. <laughs> <laughs> Rolled up in a ball and started talking gibberish. <laughs> Such a great fucking... There's a little... Straight onto the floor. Because clearly the friends are completely normal in this scenario. they're fine. They're having no problem. (laughs) He's curled up Metroid style going, blah, 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 while they're just (laughs) laughing at him. Uh, I then crawled to my friend and asked her to save me. (laughs) She told me to go behind the couch and I would be safe. So I tried to tunnel between the couch and the wall, obviously to no avail. I then crawled around the floor for a minute or two, talking nonsense and switching between a very serious mentality to uncontrollable laughter. Surprisingly, I was only under for about three minutes. Would I do it again? Definitely. What? Do yeah. I not know what salvia is? Yeah. Is this normal? Yeah. So, salvia is that weird thing that used to be like semi-legal in the States, so... Weird guys would buy it from gas stations and have the worst oh, two minute yeah, eternity you take of their this lives. Stuff, dude. Yeah. It sucks. It's just yeah. a plant. Like you, you've there's salvia at like the botanical gardens in Tuong in Brisbane. Like it is just oh, a plant is there now? that is just like around. <laughs> I'm about um, to have the worst it, day at the botanical. Grows gardens. out of the ground, right. man. Like what's the worst that could possibly happen? It's <laughs> natural. My question is, has this guy like shown up to a house party and been like, all right, gang, we're like getting fucked up <laughs> yeah. tonight. This is going to be sick. And everyone's like, yeah, dude, totally. That sounds awesome. Let's all do this. And he's the only one that's done it. Because if, if he had that like mental breakdown while getting high off salvia, what was everyone else doing? Were they just watching him and they didn't take anything? I guess he was just weak. You know, I guess they're just built. He's a Cadbury. Like, yeah, he's a Salvia Beta. <laughs> Freaking Cadbury. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly what would happen to that guy if he had anything except Easter eggs. He'd have the same, same three minutes in hell. Maybe he's just American and he had precisely three beers. Yeah. yeah. Then enters the wormhole from sliders and just like gets trapped for eternity in the mirror world. Four coronas, just done. I, uh, I don't know if I've, I haven't seen it pop up before, but I was looking at other trip reports uh, on Arrowhead this afternoon and they have like a, a boilerplate like, hey, it's really dangerous to drive if you're fucked up on drugs that they inserted to stories where someone has mentioned that they did a bunch of drugs and drove. There's like one of the ones I was reading, the guy was like, couldn't remember any of his friends' names, had no idea what he was doing, but then was like, well, I decided to go for a drive to clear my head. And you're like, <laughs> oh, oh no, hey buddy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't. The only time, or the first time I took acid, I spent like two hours trying to work out whether or not I had already pissed myself or whether I was about to piss myself (laughs) or whether I had already shit myself or whether I was about to shit myself and just sat completely motionless for two hours, like really just ruminating on this while simultaneously not being able to get out of the chair to like work it out for myself. (laughs) There's no way of checking. 
Yeah, there's, there, it's out of my hands. There's nothing I can do about <laughs> this. Um, but the, the idea of like getting behind the wheel of a vehicle in the oh middle of God. that is just insane. My I God. Can't do anything on psychedelics. Like every single time I've taken them with people, I've gone into it being like, you know what? This is going to be really fun. I love acid. I love shrooms. This is going to be yeah. great. Hang out with a couple of people, have some laughs. We'll get a little bit silly. And then I like start feeling something. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then 10 minutes later, I'm like, I need to get the fuck away from these people. Yeah. <laughs> I can't talk to them. I can't be around them. What if they think I'm moving weird when I try and do something? Get me the fuck out of here. I'm in manual spend... control of my facial expressions and I don't like it. <laughs> it's the worst. I spend the whole time being like, everybody else looks like they're having fun. Why aren't I having fun? Am I defective mm. as a person? I should just yeah. leave. Does this I should speak get behind a, the wheel of my car. Yeah. Does this speak to a greater flaw in my personality overall <laughs> yeah. and I'm only just noticing it for the first time? The worst feeling. I should probably puzzle this out while I walk home completely alone <laughs> at 4am yeah. through Logan. Drugs Good. are great and yeah. also mm. the worst. Mm-hmm. Podcasts. They're nature's greatest natural resource, and it's important that they're harvested sustainably. Editing, production, fart sound effects. These are all important resources from our local ecosystems. That's why we're asking you to go to patreon.com slash Vista and pledge five US dollars a month to help support the healthy growth of a homegrown podcast like Bunta Vista. In exchange, you'll get an extra sustainably farmed episode every week, access to our Discord, and a naturally pristine, promo-free podcast feed. Thank you for helping look after one of nature's most precious resources. Hey, uh, taking a bunch of acid and driving your car? That could potentially lead to a very tragic and upsetting death. It's time, of course, for the Ripping Report. I'm itching for another edition of the Ripping Report. It's time for the least popular and least funny <laughs> segment on this show, I the like Ripping it. Report. Oh, I'm a fan. Well, you're kind of a goth, though. You like it when things are dark. Yeah. That's right. Like spooky. <laughs> this is where we recount uh, freak tragic deaths that have occurred in the past week. I have um, four four deaths for you, but one is a twofer. First one here, a 43-year-old man in Brazil died from a uh, severe allergic reaction to having swallowed a bee three weeks earlier. Oh, my goodness. Huh? Oh, yeah, he was, he was riding his bike. So this man is a professional rower. He was riding his bike on a trip in Brazil, and he swallowed a bee... Uh, and then he was he was hospitalized because he had a reaction to it. And then three weeks later, he died because he swallowed that bee while he was riding his Jesus. bike. Jesus. Did you see the stinger? And then it just... They should have gotten him to swallow a spider yeah. To, yeah. to swallow them. Get that bad boy. Phoebe, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> you are Bunta Vista's Comedian of the Week. No. No. I can do better. I can do better. <laughs> you are the first non-host of this show to win that award. Congratulations, it is a curse. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Thank you. God damn it. Also, the that... bee's already dead at this point. Is it? I think so. Well, I I don't know. They didn't. None of the articles I read was like, well, the stinger got him in the larynx or yeah, whatever. Or the thorax. Yep. I'm allergic to bees now, and I have a new fear thanks to this story. Huh. Yeah, yeah. you could just be doing anything and swallow a bee, and that's it. Jesus. Yeah. Did and I've got to have my mouth open for ben. because my nose is <laughs> fucked up. So I'm kind of, 
I just can't be out in the world anymore. Mm. I'm going to have to in- wear one of those apiarist outfits at all times. Yeah, goddamn. In similar news, did you see those photos of a guy that had a ladybug alive inside his butt um, this no. week? No. How, how inside his butt are we talking? Like inside so much that they required a laparoscope. Uh, so they had to put a put a camera inside his colon, um, and it was alive, thriving inside of his body, and had been for several days. Look up the photos; they're deeply upsetting. Okay, no, I'm not going to do that. In I there. am ladybug man's but- butthole. Yeah, I should have like, said yeah. With this plus the bee thing, I feel like my childhood fear of swallowing a watermelon seed is really like <laughs> <laughs> becoming more and more close to reality. Are you seeing this it, This is not what I expected. This that is, is the, inside so this, a man. This is from 2021, the one I'm looking at. But this is mm. like a gorgeous full-color, high-resolution photo of the inside of a man's tube. What color ladybird? Uh, it's a sort of orangey red well, with black spots. Classic yeah. type, yeah. That is, um, this is far more harrowing than I had anticipated. I thought <laughs> that those tiny cameras is just like a little black and white grainy thing. Yeah, this is, uh, uh-uh. HD. Right this is very <laughs> fucked up. Like a ladybird's not a malevolent presence, I feel like. No. Like I'm not super... Ca- it's not like the a worst thing that could be like living in my asshole. I feel yeah. like. <laughs> what is the worst omen. thing that could be living in your asshole, Lucy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind it's of cottage like- core, actually. Have <laughs> <laughs> a ladybug living core. inside of me. <laughs> Thinking of putting a fern up there next. <laughs> a little froggy. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm going to make that photo the picture for this podcast episode. Great. Okay. I'm not going to do that. Hell yeah. Oh. Uh, two men died from electrocution after allegedly breaking into a power substation in Gainesville, Georgia. Yeah, there's a lot of power in those. <sighs> it is. It's might be too much electricity. power. That's what they keep yeah. it. <laughs> I just don't. I didn't think it would be that easy to like. I didn't think it was like cartoon physics that you just walk in there and touch something and all of a sudden, wow, yeah, it goes yeah. up. Yeah, mm. that kind of sucks. Why did you f- break in there? What did you uh, think that, you were going to yeah. find in there? But they power. were allegedly robbing it. But it uh, does oh, seem what? like a yeah. <laughs> Sounds well, like they exactly. got some. They <laughs> stole some. <laughs> There probably were some consumer electronics in there, computers and such, peripherals. Uh, A passenger aboard a Virgin Voyagers cruise ship that had just departed Miami died after falling off a balcony and on top of another passenger who was on a lower deck. No. So the person they fell onto survived... Thank God, died. I'd hate to be crushed by another cruise yeah. passenger. That's right. But imagine being all the person the that survived. And you have to Jesus. go from fucking Miami to Honduras being yeah, like, like, they're not going to cancel the cruise. On me. They're they going to keep going on the cruise, right? They resumed the cruise. The fucking. <laughs> I, yeah, I just don't <laughs> know the red body. flag on the cruise, I reckon. Having Whole that- voyage. Having that conversation with your fiance the next night, being like, babe, I just think we can still salvage this trip, you know? Like, I think we can still (laughs) make it fun. We've just got to, like, put in a little more. Being really negative. Like, let's just try to have a good time. This is our one week off this year, and I get that something pretty crazy happened to you yesterday, but also we've already paid five grand. Yeah. And it is Fettuccine Tuesday. So maybe smile. Can't help but notice we haven't been having a lot of sex lately. <laughs> you, know, you go to like the comedy night at the cruise ship that night, and all they talk about is the guy that fell on you. <laughs> oh, fuck. 
the comedian won't stop roasting you about the gun. <laughs> you guys notice I've been handing everyone uh, hard hats on the cruise? I've never seen that one before. I mean, I said to this cruise and he starts singing a song about. (laughs) I knew this was going to be a great trip, but I didn't know there was going to be such a big fall. (laughs) Am I right? You really are the Punta Vista comedian of the Mm. week. Yeah, what is going on here? Also, this is pretty much basically the climax to the uh, fuck book. um, The about family drama. Who's the guy that's just. <laughs> you need to like elaborate. And then he wrote the book about birds. After that, the what are you fucking talking Theo's about? Yeah, yeah, baby if you know brain. what I'm talking about, it's not Dave Eggers. This is so good. We tried to do like a book reference instead of a movie for once to be <laughs> smart, and we've just. I don't read books. Yeah. I've never read a book in my life. I have no idea what you're talking Jonathan about. Jonathan Branson, the the corrections. Oh, the portobello mushroom guy. The portobello mushroom guy. So yeah. the the dad in the story. Um, falls off the cruise boat because he's leaning so far over the deck to try and get a look <laughs> at a nude woman yeah. on like a lower deck. So you think that's what happened? Here? <laughs> I think that's what's happened. Yeah. Yeah. He fell guilty. on the nude woman, but she had like a really nice rack. Yeah. It really <laughs> cushioned and her from that the That saved her, but killed yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> it was beauty, not the whatever that killed the... I don't even know what that quote's from and I can't remember what it is. <laughs> We're, We're so doing smart. great. Oh. <laughs> Someone, um, some some people in the the wiki that we have, or at least in the spreadsheet for transferring mm. stuff to the wiki, I don't actually know how any of it works, has started documenting the movies we reference in each episode, and they have done a surprisingly extensive job of cataloging those. I was just sort of having a scroll through it to be like, oh, that's kind of funny, except there was like a. Th- a couple of months there where we mentioned Jurassic Park in nearly every single episode of the podcast. <laughs> really? really odd to see yourself documented. So. Amazing. Should Congo in there? Hope they've got Congo. Yeah, I think Congo's actually come up quite a lot. I rewatched Congo the other day because we've been talking about Congo so much. <laughs> Any great good? movie. Oh, really? Top to bottom, amazing. It. It's really Someone? fucking terrible. Tim Curry's accent is so Tim bad Curry. that I invented a false memory where I was like, oh, I remember this. He has the bad accent at the start, but then because it turns out he's lying, he drops the accent because he's not really... He's like, no, no. No, he has that accent for the entire movie. But he's also doing that uh, the Red Alert video thing where he's visibly laughing at the dialogue that yeah. he's delivering Spice. as he's doing it. So good. Love it, it, does it start by them dropping a thermonuclear weapon on a city to get rid of the Congo virus? Is that right? Is that no. the start of that movie? Not even anything. No. What None is of that? that? What's that? It starts by some guys in the Congo what? uh getting mysteriously killed by some off-screen apes. What am I mm. miss- what am I mixing Congo What's up that? with? Um, Are you confusing with... it with the start of the 1999 Godzilla movie where they no. drop those bombs no. on that island? No, no, yes. no. It's got Dustin Hoffman in it. Does Congo have Dustin Hoffman it in it? It does not, which is something that you said on the last time. Yeah, what am mentioned. I thinking of? <laughs> you had 24 <laughs> hours to look it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is killing Dustin me. Hoffman, nuclear yeah. bomb virus. Congo? Yeah. Is it even the Congo? Outbreak? The 1995 
<laughs> no. <laughs> Theater has the monkey no. virus. <laughs> Turns out humans are the real monkey virus. Or is it because I'm right? mixing up? Or is it because, and I swear to God, this could be it, that I'm mixing up my memories of Outbreak and the movie Brain Dead or Dead Alive to Americans, which is about a monkey virus. You might be. So you don't, you've never seen Congo. Then. Oh, I've seen Congo. What are we Have talking about here? What? <laughs> hey, there's one thing that all three of those have in common, uh, and it's that they include apes. Nope. No, it's that they include monkeys, which are Maybe. a type of ape adjacent creature. It's time for Nature Corner. Country mm. roads take me It is a monkey virus and outbreak. Fuck you. Okay, no, no one was disagreeing with you at that point. <laughs> Someone but... did. They said no. no it's I don't not. think so. That didn't You're happen. Crazy. That you okay. made it up. You sound so crazy right now. You know how crazy you sound. You're starting to lose track of your thoughts. You're getting confused. <laughs> Fear is boiling with rage. <laughs> I don't know what's real and what's not anymore. You did literally just storm off for a second. <laughs> oh, a pregnant a, brain. Cool my jets. Yeah. That's right. Pregnant women are so irrational. They don't even know. It's like, calm down, lady. <laughs> you know these episodes hey, you're are recorded too. Right? <laughs> Fucking Lucy, you and I hate to talk about Twitter on this, We're all this podcast. Down here. Uh, mm-hmm. But you replied. <laughs> What was it? Was it calm down, pussycat, to the fucking, the, what's it, the transphobe who came the over to Australia? The Parker, the transphobe, yeah. and she was saying <laughs> how... Amazing. Yeah. That's smile a bit. Calm down, pussycat. Smile a bit. <laughs> to reply to one of those people. But you can't do it as a cis man, because it's No, you can't no. do that. You cannot do that. No. It's not allowed. You can't make Don't any even criticism. do that as a joke. You can mm-hmm. uh, fave when your female co-host does it, but you can't retweet, because again, no. that's close to an endorsement. Yeah. That was the, the moral calculus I got on that one. <laughs> yeah. This is a press release from the University of Cambridge. Sleight of hand magic trick only fools monkeys with opposable thumbs. <laughs> My God. <Yep. laughs> I've got, got a lot to think about now. So bring up monkeys around the <laughs> Virus free, they specify. By performing a famous magic trick for three species of monkey with differing hand structures, scientists have discovered that in order to deceive, a conjurer needs a similar anatomy to their audience. Oh. <laughs> hey, has anyone got dope. monkey hands here? Now, I threw this out to the Discord and also to uh, my co-hosts. I swear to fucking God that we have done a story before where the guy doing the research was a magician and it was similar somehow to this and i couldn't find what episode or what it was about so if you remember someone said it was an episode with jesse and it might have been about octopuses and that oh. octo- octopi that sounds familiar to we me we did do we did do an octopus like episode. doing a magic trick for an octopus yeah oh, maybe. yeah right. it's that the only right. jesse one that i was on it's with the uh, the bifid dolphin oh i wasn't on that one incident that's probably oh. why you remember Wait, that... Hmm. Okay, well, if you've figured this one out, yeah. let us know. Psychologists used a sleight-of-hand trick called the French drop 
in which an object appears to vanish when a spectator assumes it is taken from one hand by the hidden thumb of the other hand. The study, carried out at the University of Cambridge's Comparative Cognition Lab, found that monkeys lacking opposable thumbs did not fall for the assumption, staying wise to the whereabouts of tasty treats a magician tried to make disappear. Hmm. 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 Um, phrenology, um, mixed with magic, mixed yeah, with apes. Good combo. Really, yeah. really questionable. Like, I, I don't like the idea of categorizing, like, monkeys in this way when we should really be asking why all magicians look like that yeah. <laughs> instead, yeah. you know? Researcher, research thyself yeah, first. Yeah, that's right. And then, then look start inward. interrogating the apes. Yeah. The research suggests that sharing a biomechanical ability may be necessary for accurately anticipating the movements of those same limbs in other individuals. This is true even when those apparently accurate predictions end in befuddlement at the hands of an illusionist. <laughs> Whoever wrote this press release is... So I love just imagining like a, a magician in this, like they've hired a magician to do this. Hat. He's wearing a stupid fucking Coat outfit. He's got like a, like a red shirt and a yeah. black jacket and a stupid fucking tie. His tie has mm -hmm. cards on it and wands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fuck that guy. The monkey's not tricked by, by his little trick, but uh, also <laughs> just pulls his face straight off. <laughs> Degloves his head. <laughs> <laughs> magicians use oh sorry quote magicians use intricate techniques to mislead the observer into experiencing the impossible it is a great way to study blind spots in attention and perception said dr elias garcia pellegrin who has practiced magic for a decade and conducted the experimental work during his phd at cambridge like i love that that sentence is them gassing up the concept yeah. of like close-up magic and then describing him as a magician like yeah i mm -hmm. can see the link there mm. of course he thinks it's cool the french drop is often the first trick any budding magician sets out to master a coin is displayed in one hand the other hand reaches over and grabs it the palm of the second hand faces inwards with the magician's thumb concealed behind fingers the so audience like knows the thumb is lurking ready to grip so assumes the coin has been taken when it is no longer visible their attention follows the second hand, only to find it empty at the reveal. The magician had secretly dropped the coin into the palm of the original hand. Food morsels replaced coins for the monkeys and were given as rewards, but only if the animals guessed the correct hand. Scientists predicted that monkeys with opposable thumbs would act like human audiences and assume that the hidden thumb had grabbed the item uh, and then therefore choose the wrong hand. <laughs> They repeatedly performed the French drop on 24 monkeys. Those poor monkeys. Animal <laughs> testing is very cruel. It's so fucking funny. That sounds like a weird wrestling move. <laughs> this is like By ultimately God. what I thought animal testing was when I was like six years old. You know, when people talked about animal testing, you're like, yeah, they just put lipstick on cats and yeah. performed magic tricks to create befuddlement. <laughs> Scientifically induced monkey befuddlement. Yes. That's, that's primarily what it is. It's fine. I don't know what PETA is complaining about. Uh, eight capuchins were dazzled with peanuts, eight squirrel monkeys with dried mealworms, and eight marmosets with marshmallows. Marmosets just a big marshmallow head. Why Why that? Why those? I don't so think you should variables. give a monkey a marshmallow. Like the first two are things that occur in nature. Why are you just like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it, whatever. We got this bag of marshmallows lying around. We're never going to have that 
Friday knockoff campfire we said we were going to have. Captions are famed for dexterity and use stone tools to crack nuts in the wild. They can waggle each finger and have opposable thumbs, allowing precision grip between thumb and forefingers. So they can play the world's smallest violin. That's amazing. They can do little these The captions were regularly fooled by the French drop 81% of the time. Idiots. Yeah. You dumb Enjoy your fucking heads. opposable thumbs. You're still stupid. <laughs> You're not smarter than me. You're not smarter than me, Capuchin. <laughs> Squirrel monkeys are much less dexterous than Capuchins with limited thumb rotation, but can oppose their thumbs. As such, they are still familiar with a hidden thumb interacting with fingers. However, they cannot perform a precision grip in the same way as Capuchins and humans. Yet squirrel monkeys were routinely misled by mealworms that seemingly vanished. They were fooled 93% of the time. Even dumber. Even stupider. Squirrel monkeys. Morons. How are we Mom's... quantifying surprise in this in this oh, like, eyebrow experiment? High. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> little head tilt. Yeah, like who's sitting there with like a scale of one to five printed A4 <laughs> sheet of like monkey expressions and checking the box next to little bit befuddled, slightly befuddled, highly befuddled. I like the idea that they're getting out a set of calipers and they're just like three centimeters of eyebrow height, 20 yeah. degrees of head head tilt. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they, this guy seems pretty surprised. They failed to mention that the monkeys are like set up in the clockwork orange chair with their <laughs> eyes like pinned open. <laughs> Watching a magician. Yeah. The monkeys appear extremely distressed when the coin disappears. <laughs> um, Theo seems to be suggesting that the episode I was referring to is the bonus episode titled If you see a blue ringed octopus on a rock, pick it up immediately and take it to the ocean. It will die without your assistance. So All right. check out, check out that, that episode. Mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And follow that advice. Marmosets do not have opposable thumbs. Their thumbs align with their fingers to make five equidistant digits, ideal for climbing thick tree trunks. Marmosets were rarely taken in by magic, just 6% of the time. <laughs> so th- <laughs> That rules. Imagine the magician just getting more and more frustrated. <laughs> Fuck this guy's I can't problem. Fool these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not being fooled by magic. Because they're not smart enough to realize that normally a hand would pass objects to each yeah, other. Yeah, it's a weird one, right? Like yeah. that that yes, that normally that that's the way you would pick up a thing if you're trying to be tricky about it. Yeah. So what by I mean? being stupider, they're actually smarter, smarter than everyone yeah. else, mm-hmm. which is kind of the thesis of this podcast. Maybe yeah. they're just stupid enough to think it's in the hand that it was in in the first place. Yeah. Like, it's maybe like, they're just dumb bitches. Maybe they're yeah, bimbos. That's the next <laughs> sentence here. They simply chose the hand in which the marshmallow was initially placed and stuck yeah, with it. It's that one. That's the marshmallow hand. I'd know the marshmallow hand anywhere. Yeah. It's that one. <laughs> Previous work from the Cambridge team shows that species without hands at all... I was huh? picturing it's, it's monkey excuse- species that didn't have hands. They're actually referring to birds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I feel like you mean, like, animals without hands. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in this case, birds from the corvid family make similar choices as marmosets when confronted with a French drop. So that's something that birds from the corvid family and marmosets have in common. Yeah. Which is nice. That's what they talk about at parties. They yes. lack joie de vivre. <laughs> you, you, you don't anticipate implied transfer of objects with not entirely visible biomechanical actions on a hand? Yes. 
I thought a crow would enjoy close-up magic. I thought that's you can't say it. that. They've got the outfit. <laughs> every like every single study about crows is they find out they're like secret hyper intelligence, right? But not yeah. in this case. Yeah. Uh, the scientists also devised their own version of the French drop, which they called the power drop. <laughs> that's where you punch Again. somebody in the face. Yeah. <laughs> but also, stop using all of our scientific funding money to come up with new magic trips, tri- yeah. tricks. Uh, it utilizes a hand action that all the monkey species can perform. <laughs> Flipping you off. Uh, <laughs> essentially a full fist grab. The power drop fooled all of the monkey species the vast majority of the time. So if you're trying to fool a monkey, power you drop. power drop them. You don't want a French drop. Throw that yeah. out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forget everything you know about French dropping a monkey. Mm. Pile drive power the monkey. Drop <laughs> That's right. You got a tombstone. <laughs> yeah. King uh, hit quote, the monkey in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast does not endorse King hitting monkeys in the back of the head. <laughs> there is increasing evidence that the same parts of the nervous system used when we perform an action are also activated when we watch that action performed by others, said Professor Nicola Clayton, FRS. I think senior that, or- there's something to this by the fact that every time that you've described a hand or a hand motion... Mm-hmm. Uh, all three of the rest of us have put our hands up and to try to understand to try to what you're doing. I do feel like that, uh, and this is horrible because I chose this story to put on a podcast. A podcast is the single worst format for <laughs> describing the actions of a hand. It's really complicated. I've had a hard time holding this mm. in the noggin. Mm. Uh, and for those listeners who have aphantasia, grow up. It's fake. Yeah. Just yeah. picture it. Just think, think it. It. Just, just think about it. Just think about it in your mind. Just appear in your mind. Think about an image. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is. Done. I just pictured an apple and it looks amazing. It's right in front of me. <laughs> I'm rotating it and everything. <laughs> I'm even picturing what it would taste like. Uh, professor, yeah, I said Professor Nicola Clayton, FRS, senior author of the study from Cambridge's Department of Psychology. Quote, this mirroring in our neural motor system might explain, explain why the French drop worked for the captions and squirrel monkeys, but not for marmosets. Another co-author of the study, Clive Wilkins, artist in residence at Cambridge's Department of Psychology, is a professional magician and member of the Magic Circle. Oh, I don't like anything of that sentence. I hate every single bit of it. Is he artist a co-author of this study as not a scientist, but as a magician? Yeah. In his capacity as a magician, did he so. call himself artist in residence, even though he's just a PhD <laughs> student? I don't. Is he a PhD student? What's a member of the magic circle? Well, they're not allowed to talk about it. I don't think <laughs> they demand to be taken seriously. <laughs> I, I legit. I think if this is like one of those things, like, well, we have a poet who's helping to inspire our studies or whatever. They've brought this guy in as a magician. And now he's got his name on a bunch of these scientific studies. Yeah. Stealing scientific valor. You're not a scientist. You're not doing You're a science. con artist. You're a con artist. Mm-hmm. Just pass a coin between your hands for real, you lazy Grow fuck. Up. <laughs> Grow up. Put your top hat down. Put on a hard hat. Go work in the mines or something. Whatever it is they do over in England. Mm. Uh, here are some other studies that he has his name on, just if you were intrigued. Uh, this one is titled Exploring the Perceptual Inabilities of European, sorry, Eurasian Jays uh, Using <laughs> Magic Effects. Uh, that's the, the member of the, the Corvid family they were, they were talking mm. about, I think. So this guy just goes around stunting on animals. 
Yeah. And gets yeah. funding. He's like, it gets funding. I'm going to do this great scientific experiment. <laughs> you guys are going to fucking love this. I'm going to fool something with animal intelligence. Oh, for fuck's Does sake. he have a TikTok is what I want to oh know. Oh, my God. I would oh, like, Cambridge shit. magician. It yes, feels very content driven like oh, science. Does. You know? God damn. Clive. Oh, actually, we should all let's everybody Google images search for Clive Wilkins and let's see what he looks like. Oh, hmm. All right, not a top hat. It's a bowler hat. <laughs> oh, we got Christ. that one wrong. Oh, and he's on quite a few podcasts. Oh, he's like an older man. Oh, oh, he's he's done a talk once called "Conversations on Science, Magic, and Society: Magic oh. for Non-Humans." He actually for looks like quite a serious guy. He's older than I was picturing. I'll tell you that much for free. Oh wow. Oh, he's written for the Guardian. He's a real. Uh, he's a, a real serious town. guy. Sorry, he's a wife guy, Clive. I, if you're I listening, believe, and he probably is. Sorry for slandering you. Here are some other stories he's done. Are magicians specialists at identifying deceptive motion? The role of expertise in being fooled by sleight of hand. <laughs> you think because you're a magician, you're like better at knowing if someone's fooling you with you sleight can't. of hand? There's no other situation in my life where someone is deceiving me by sleight of hand <laughs> than watching a magician hoodwink. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, it's not a skill that has a lot of crossover with the rest of your it's life. It's not super transferable. You're like, oh, the guy who does the, the ball and cup thing in the park can't get me. I'm safe because I have magician training. <laughs> I'm picturing this Um, up until we saw Clive's actual face. I'm picturing the one and only time I've actually seen a full magic show which was for my friend Ruby's birthday several years ago. And her Amazing. partner at the time hired a magician, like for many hundreds of dollars to do a live performance at her birthday party. And it was in the backyard and he could not land a single trick. Every oh, single trick no. fucked up. So he did the classic like foam ball, like it looks like one ball. Now it's three balls when I open my hand or whatever. But every time he'd do it, he'd just fumble and all the balls would just <laughs> fall out of his head onto oh. the ground. And everyone was giving very like sympathetic sort of like, you can do it, buddy. <laughs> oh, it's worse. Which is worse than saying nothing. And I had to just like, I was just like trying to like make myself as small as possible to like disappear and just like left to go to the bathroom because I couldn't handle it. It was fucking horror show. <laughs> like I oh, just Jesus. I'm picturing this guy like trying to to do magic tricks in front of a monkey, but like not being able to land it. Fumbling it in front of the mom, it says. Yeah. And then the monkey like feigns befuddlement, just was like, oh, it's all right. Oh, oh whoa, dude. Oh, this is like great data, good man. Great job. Like <laughs> Monkey just be like, hey, 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 no, you know what? Some I didn't even really feel like seeing magic tonight. You know, maybe I just wanted to hang out. Yeah. That's fine too. Let's just hang. I'm Let's amazing. Take a marshmallow. No pressure. Yeah. Let's take these marshmallows outside. It's time to finally have that campfire. Oh, he's got two more here. Could it be proto magic? Deceptive tactics in non human animals resemble magicians' misdirection. Hmm. You're like, if you're a magician, probably everything looks yeah. magician related. Yeah, so you're saying that animals are doing magic? They're sort of the first magicians. Mm. Yeah. Animals. Hmm. Uh, and finally, investigating expert performance when observing magic effects. I don't know what that means. I don't know. 
Pass the bong, brother. Yeah. <laughs> My life, though. You've gone Poor into the life. most frivolous pursuit possible, and now you're making a bunch of people take you quite seriously. You did Imagine it. meeting this guy at a party. You know how much it sucks to have to tell people like that you have a podcast and like what it's about? And luckily you don't have to. <laughs> well, some, sometimes you do, you know? Sometimes <laughs> it comes up and it's awful. But imagine mm-hmm. trying to explain like, no, I do like, I'm a magician, but I do like science at Cambridge. It's like there's a lot of crossover between yeah. science and magic. Explain how that works. No. <laughs> no. I'm a slashy, you know? <laughs> I'm a <Aww>. slashy. <laughs> Model slash actor slash magician slash PhD candidate. You can really have it all. I'm actually not like super opposed to them having an artist in re- in residence as long as it's just something that's not lame. Like they should just give yeah. Dinosaur Junior a PhD. Correct. Yeah. Right. The, the like entire... research yeah. riffs or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe hey, it's something that's not stupid. Jay Mascus, how do you still have depression? It's been 40 years, man. Get over it. <laughs> now, that technically constitutes an episode of the podcast, Punta Vista. Phoebe, do you have anything to plug? I do. Thank you so much for asking. Other than what I believe is the month of Playpril, uh, where Playpril, everyone right. should be supporting this amazing podcast, I also have on Saturday this weekend, I am co-running a big fabulous party at the Tivoli Theatre in Brisbane for the birthday party slash resurrection slash eulogy of the amazing uh, fashion designer Vivian Westwood. It's going to be an absolute gas and tickets are still available if you want to come along. Would love to see you there. We are, when I was at Netherworld on Monday night, for which we're closed on Mondays, we just do ticket events. We had two people come to the door asking if they could just look at the art show that you had organized Aww. as part of the Farley Vivi thing, which is very nice. That's so nice. Uh, yeah, strange, but very, very nice. That was fucking delightful. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Phoebe and I would also like to plug that at some point this year, we're doing Balf 2. Balf. Can't tell you when, can't tell you what the theme is, can't tell you any details whatsoever, but I can tell you that we are planning... Doing it again. That's right, uh, baby. Real fucking excited. We've we've picked some some very stupid movies. It's gonna be so good. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, um, Theo and Lucy. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you so. I much. I mean, I'm getting paid to be here. I just realised Lucy's frozen for me, and that her face hasn't moved in oh, a couple no. of minutes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh no. She just looks really sad and thoughtful. Oh. She says she's goodbye. Got an introspective. Oh, Bye, that's nice. Bye, Lucy. Good to see you, babe. Haircut looks great. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.